everybody, welcome to the CrossRip. This is your CrossRip Good News Minute. Yeah, I don't know if, if you weren't tuning in last week, this makes no sense to you, but we're putting a minute of good news at the very front of the episode just to, you know, because people need it. Uh, hey, this week's good news. John Yerkeba did a really excellent Phoebe piece from uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife that Jason Reitman gave a shout out to. Uh, he's got a print up for that if you want to take a look. Uh, go to John Yerkeba's uh, social media to find out more. Uh, uh, Jason from Ghostbusters News did a 3D print of the uh, Ghostbusters Firehouse sign that he's got on his Patreon page. Uh, very cool stuff. He's working on Ghostbusters 2 right now. Uh, and then Cool Waters Productions, which is the uh, booking agency that represents Robin Shelby, Billy Bryan, a lot of Ghostbusters fans' uh, favorites. Uh, they're doing a digital virtual in-house con uh, that's going to be on May 16th, and it's going to have Robin Shelby, Billy Bryan, Jim Fye, uh, Mark Bryan Wilson, and a few Star Wars people. It's a very cool way to uh, get their clients out there and uh, doing you know Q&As and autographs and all that stuff. So uh, there it is. There is your Ghostbusters... Uh, cross rip good news minute I gotta come up with something better branding wise this is horrible and now here we go with the rest of the show attention shoppers there are a wide variety of cross rip items available in the gift shop sweatshirts, smartphone covers an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame and more on the way all proceeds go towards our servers so this remains the only ad you hear on the show Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, Ghostbusters fans, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross Week of April 27th, 2020. This week on the show, we've got Steve Hovick. Steve hovick I'm so sorry, Steve. I should have learned how to pronounce your name before this. <laughs> He's talking to Chris about the uh, all-new Ghostbusters art book from Printed in Blood. We got a great interview with him. Uh, a little bit of news at the top of the show. We're going to be talking a little bit more about those Walmart retro figures. Uh, stay tuned. Fun interview coming up. Here we go. Still Playing With Toys presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Okay, what are we going to do on this episode besides uh, vent about frustrations of home life and taking shots of vodka? I don't know, buddy. What do you want to do? <laughs> no, we have... Uh, so this is fun. Uh, you had a conversation with... Uh, I'm going to say it wrong, and I apologize, Stephen. Uh, Stephen Hovick? Hoviki? I think it might be Hoviki. Hoviki, and, okay. Uh, just, and I, 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 have, I have secured the answer, but I'm going to leave you, hang- you, and, oh, you at okay, home and fine. you hanging. So. I appreciate that. Uh, okay. No, so yeah, Stephen uh, is uh, with Printed in Blood, um, and they're the ones uh, behind the, the awesome Ghostbusters art book, which features uh, a lot of our friends of the podcast, uh, John Yerkeba, uh, all sorts of people. Very cool book um, that's coming out in May still, um, so... Uh, we've got that interview. It's actually been a while since we've had an interview, so that's that's pretty cool. You had that chance to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before that happens, I, I mean, not much, not much news. I mean, yeah, you got your uh, your Ghostbusters, <laughs> you got your Crossrip Good News Minute at the top of the episode here. But uh, aside from that, it's you know what really grinds my gears. You know, um, like, uh, people are are finding the real Ghostbusters uh, Kenner figures at Walmart's, which is both good and bad 
uh, um, which I don't know that we need to get into. Well, maybe we can get into it, but I, I uh, stay home, people. Yeah, for the love I of everything holy, stay home. Uh, unless you lot absolutely is, have to oh, go to yeah. Walmart for groceries or it's something that's well, you know what we should get into it because there's a lot of different things to it. it I mean, you and I could just say stay home and leave it there, but that doesn't inform people much about yeah. maybe the 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 strategy of why they should be staying home when it comes to some of these items. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, well, there's two things, two things that are happening right now. Number one, uh, FOMO from people that are seeing the images of those that are going to Walmart and finding the four figures or more, uh, more than just the four guys, the green ghost, the the Stay Puffed. Um, yep. So, so there's that like, oh, I need those and I need those now, but I already pre-ordered them and my pre-order hasn't shipped. So there's that other part of like, well, I pre-ordered. I thought I would get it the day they came out. And uh, again, because everything is a little... Topsy-turvy. Yeah, the world is not exactly functioning on all four cylinders here. So no. uh, um, it, the, the pre-orders are still coming. I have a feeling the street date, which was April 28th, I think... Um, I'm sure that that's probably when they intend for them to ship, which is as we record this a few days from now. So they probably yeah. ship on so the street is, date. And this is the thing that needs to be driven home. They are not in every store. Uh, the stores they're in, it's not clear whether they should be in stores. The store, the stores, all stores are going to have it at a, you know, in the coming whatever this yeah, weekend on the supply like chain. Depending and, on the yeah. su- depends on the supply chain. It depends on what their resources for stocking shelves are, because they may be going, that is not a priority right now. We'll get to it eventually. So I'm hearing tell of people like, I went to four Walmarts and I finally found them. I was like, that is a bad idea. Why did you go to four Walmarts? That's the... uh. (laughs) Oh, and and put into it, I've heard from some people, they're like, my local Walmart has has basically blocked off uh, the non-essentials. That's how it is here. All of the stores, the department stores like Target and and Walmart, you can go to the grocery section and you can go to the baby section. Like, the the bare necessities, everything else has been blocked off. They don't want you to just go wander the aisles. So this gets very... This is kind of... This is why I wanted to bring it up. Uh, and I didn't want to leave it at don't because people are hearing don't a lot, and I really kind of want to. You can't tell parse me what to out. do. Yeah, that's the. Yeah. Uh, well, no, not only that, just people get tired of it, or they hear don't, but because we, you know, logic says sometimes you got to go get food and all that. Um, it like I said, there's just uh, some places don't have it. Some places we don't know when they're going to have it. Uh, it's and because that's different all around, you know, the the country. Canada is left out. And I've heard people go, "Oh, America, you lucked out again." I was like, I don't know why that I would I would call this lucked at all. <laughs> um, and yeah, not at the moment. Yeah. Some people are like, "Oh, you should just hop across the border." No, I can't. I was like, for very good reasons. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but the, at the end of the day, it's like, <sighs> I mean, it's a simple equation. If you're going, people are like, I, I got to go to Walmart anyways. It's like, do not rush that. Go when you need to go. And then sure, if they opened it up, stay six feet away from people and peek your head in. We're, you know, we can't yeah. stop you. But at the end of the day, this 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 thing of, I went around to multiples and I finally found them. Or worse yet, people who are like, yeah, I checked a whole, all the ones in my area and they didn't have them. I was like, so you luck, you know, you didn't luck out at all and- you exposed yourself heavily, so that's not a good idea. Yeah, I feel like um, that's that's the bigger. I mean, yeah, to, uh, toy hunting is is a great 
I know a lot of collectors love to do it. I, uh, you know, uh, in, a, in a different life, I loved waking up in the morning. I'd go get some breakfast and then I'd go hit all the stores and see what they had. But now's not really the time for that. I, I don't know. Well, it's just here's I, a, all things in priority uh, order here. I don't know. Here's the thing. I, I actually saw somebody that said, I'd rather go out and try to get them now than paying on, you know, whatever, double or whatever on eBay later. And I'm like... What what are they asking for that twenty dollar action figure? Is it twenty or is it thirty? It's yeah, 20. it's fifteen down here. Yeah. So so let's say say fifteen to twenty bucks, right? Like they charge double in the early days, and then maybe later on, it, you know, at least in the first year, it spikes as high as fifty. Because let's be very honest, these things can still be bought and and arrived at online. And as it's been pointed out, they're not exactly going easy on it. They are pumping a lot of them out there. Yeah. So I can't imagine the price is going to spike on these things. They'll spike in the early days because uh, some people were like, I don't want to go out and get them now, but that guy will ship it to me for 50 bucks. I was like, that's the old equation of how badly do you want it and how much are you willing to spend? Yeah, that's and if part you of are, If you are, stop griping about it because you were supposed to have done the math and be happy with it sort of thing. But some people are like, I don't want to pay more later if I can get it for cheaper now. It's like, that is that really kind of puts your life or somebody else's life really cheap <laughs> for yeah. something. Let's be honest. I, at that point is the point I have to punch out. I'm sitting in a basement filled with Ghostbusters collectibles and even I go, I don't know if it's that important. I really don't. Especially uh, when, yeah, you can order them through, <laughs> like if you pre-order them, they're coming. They're still coming or they may be available online again too. That's, you know, you yeah. can hold out for that. It's just, I, I, I mean, I feel like if there's one thing that we can say on this here podcast is just be safe. Be like, think things through. If you're going to four Walmarts and if you treat yourself like you're infected with something that you could give to somebody else, um, you have just exponentially, uh, increased the odds of giving it to somebody, uh, cause you've dealt with whoever at those stores and there was so um, much going on. And I was like, uh, what did they put out? So they, uh, the f- figures went out. I'm like, uh, I, that's not, I'm not, I wasn't gunning for them. It's okay. Um, that plate set traps and the PKE meters. Yeah, which the are shelves. like the repackaged uh, rubies. Uh, those ones. Yeah, yeah, kind of. People are all gung ho about that. I'm like, nope, nope. And then they're like, somebody's like, I found the RC Ecto at my, you know Bigfoot at like the monster truck at my Walmart, and I'm like, oh, hmm. I wanted that. Yeah. But again, I got stopped because in order to get one, I'd have to, I don't know, illegally cross into to. <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah, please don't do that. But I get it, right? Like I'm looking at this stuff going, oh man, right? That is pretty cool. But at the same time, I waited 20 years to get like a Japanese Ghostbusters ashtray. So, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe some of this can be translated into the thrill of the now. hunt. Yeah. Thrill of the hunt later on. Um, I don't yeah. know. Anyways, the, the point is this week, because um, there's other things like the, the double novelizations, yeah, the double novelizations. Uh, but you don't have the, to go the and Hallmark get that one. ornament. We got our first look the at Hallmark. that. Yeah, uh, which there's a little the... bit of a spoiler in there. So if you don't want to know what it is, d- yeah, don't, don't seek out the Hallmark ornament. Do uh, not. Um, yeah. The art book. Uh, so it's like some of the merch stuff that was intended to support July. It's coming out one way or another. Yeah. But again, I'd like to float the idea that given that the movie got pushed back, given that everything is been so topsy-turvy for companies it like it's not 
it's not weird. <laughs> it's not even all that uh, uh, unlikely that Hasbro, oh, the Monopoly, you know, yeah, ha- Monopoly. Hasbro owns Monopoly. So yeah. they were like, <laughs> and and the plasma series figures Hasbro has confirmed yeah. they're going to they're going to ship according to plan. Uh, so, so but the thing is is these are coming out prior to the movie and it's you know if Hasbro Hasbro <laughs> Hey that oh. vodka kicking in. Crystal head vodka triple distilled with Newfoundland water. My mango wheat beer is kicking in. <laughs> my my mango vice beer. Um I don't know what Belgian sound like. It's probably that, right? That was very German. I'll take it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> Scheiße. Anyways, um, it's not impossible that Hasbro might just sort of, you know, do another run, right? Christmas is coming up. The movie, they intended to throw this out and then the movie comes out and it sells. Hooray. Movie's not coming out until March. Maybe they do a second run for, I don't know, Christmas. Who knows? Like just. Yeah, they have, they have home. that ability to, to replicate. I mean, it's not like when Mattel got the license for Ghostbusters, anticipating a third Ghostbusters movie, which didn't happen for three years after that. You know, this is, you know what? there is a, 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 yeah. a, a line in the sand that they know that we're going to get to and we're going to cross that and the movie's going to be out and uh, there you go. So, All right, let's move on to a check-in. All right, so yeah, let's move into, uh, what do we got? What do we got in terms of a check-in here? Uh, so a lot of people responded, uh, really, uh, strongly to our suggestion that maybe we need some real Ghostbusters, uh, uh, radio plays. Let's just say Ghostbusters radio plays. I think we tipped over into RGB because we were like, Hey, the actors are still out there. But really what we ran into then is that, uh, you know, Ghostbusters, uh, Germany went, Hey, because uh, apparently been they've been that for years. Been, they have sixty of them. Can you believe that? Uh, off Deutsch, we must uh, put a disclaimer yes. that yeah. Well, this was the thing, right? I'm kind of like it's impressive, and that's why I wasn't 100 percent aware of that because I can't I can't listen to it. it yeah. There is the excellent uh, podcast of Germany as well, which I've tuned into and sounds great. It's just that I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah. I catch, you know, I catch every fourth word and I kind of get what's going on, but. Uh, yeah, I'm lazy. Language and- <laughs> it's unlike our our Ghost uh, Busters UK podcast friends. Uh, it's it's a yeah. little more difficult to tune in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Or um, um, or the Yes Have Some crew that um, that speak uh, in a Georgian accent. I have no <laughs> idea what they're saying half the time. It's are they in Europe? <laughs> oh, you mean American Georgian? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, um, ah, geography jokes. Geography jokes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I feel like everybody kind of picked up the, on that on social media. I saw a lot of people tweeted at uh, Straczynski and uh, Dave yeah. Coulier and Maurice LaMarche uh, thinking that it was a great idea. So, hey, I mean, I, I would absolutely love to hear that. Um, I'm sure everybody out there else uh, that is listening to this would love to hear anything real Ghostbusters with all of those people involved. Um, but I don't know, man. I... I feel like we it's don't have just, the, yeah. it's, it's like, uh, and, and John Urkaba had an excellent idea, which I won't say on the air because I want him to do it. Um, but there's just uh, so many great ideas that are still achievable in the current state of the world, uh, that I'm hoping somebody out there with more time and energy is probably doing them, but well, it, just, just keep uh thumbs upping it. Everybody that was ever involved in the original and at least they have a better, uh, Rolodex chance of talking to somebody who can do something about it than we do. So, um, yeah, yeah. Give it a go there. Um, um 
What? One other check-in, uh, Ghostbusters Italia. Did you want to talk about that? Oh, yes. You and I are of the same mind. Yeah. So Good thinking, uh, little buddy. I'm just <laughs> going to keep making... I try to skip. Kill a kill. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, so long, long in the making. Uh, the Italian uh, Ghostbusters franchise has put together a, a fan film that has had three trailers, I want to say, at this point. Maybe two trailers. Yeah. Um, but very, I mean, high production value, um, great special effects, uh, looks like they've put a, a lot of, of effort and money and thought into it. Um, yeah. and they will be, uh, live streaming the, uh, the short film for 72 hours. I want to say I'm, I'm yeah, stalling until I find the actual details here from them. I'm looking but, right at it. So 72 hours starting May 1st. May 1st. Okay. So you've got some time <laughs> when you're listening to this on Monday, it's going to be coming around the corner on Friday. It's- it's so funny because it, it says 72 hours starting May 1st plus new trailer. I was like, I'm not sure what the trailer's for uh, when we can watch it for three hours or three uh, days. But well, uh, there was a new trailer that came out this past week for it, um, yeah. which is They've done a few more trailers. A yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the movie's been done for a while, though, because didn't they have a premiere at a cinema last year? I think in Italy. So I think they did, and I think that they were trying to figure out the best way to do it. And now, with everybody stuck at home, they figured, oh well, if we, you know, uh, air it on a loop uh, for seventy-two hours, we've got an audience uh, who can catch and tune into it whenever they want to. So yeah, um, I'm not sure sure the details exactly how they're going to do it. Um, maybe. Maybe like they'll live stream it initially, and then just leave the feed up for. For 72 hours or yeah or maybe make it available as a download later the the legality of film fan the legality of fan films is always uh kind of a sticky issue too so it's like they make it available on the live stream uh that's that's great uh if they put it up on an ad revenue generating youtube site that's when it starts to have some eyebrows raised um yeah well so, the other thing is is you can only leave stuff up on facebook for so long before the uh the little algorithms go hey <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so depending on whether they use any, like if they use uh, even a little refrain, refrain of Ray Parker Jr.'s in the, at some point, it's the kind of thing that uh, it'll eventually pick the up. The systems on it. pick up on. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was finished in, two years ago in 2018, and it's been seen in Italy, but yeah, not outside of it. And one of the first questions uh, I asked, I reached out to. Uh, to uh, Max, GB Max, uh, and, you know, will there be subtitles for those of us that don't speak Italian? And he confirmed, yes, there will be. So. Uh, yeah, there were subtitles on the trailer, too, if I'm not mistaken. That's um, right. So, so uh, very, very thoughtful of them, uh, knowing that a lot of us are, are English speaking. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, YouTube, you just search for Ghostbusters Italia or go to gbitalia.it, I think, is their website. Um, yeah. And just go check them out in general because they have like the coolest booth and the most uh, creative uh, franchise I think uh, that I've seen uh, so far. Not not to knock any of the other franchises because everybody does awesome work, but I don't know. Yeah. Italia just always has that one extra step where you're like, "How did you guys do that?" Uh, yeah, Germany does the of, same thing. They they make us all look bad. A but. lot of. <laughs> And they probably mock us about it, but it's in another language. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure that's half their episodes are like, those stupid Americans slash Canadians. 
<laughs> what's the any user thing about we got a phone call from Germany and I said we don't need your Deutsche Markies and I hung up <laughs> oh we do we do need their Deutsche Markies um, um, you know They've what got guns it, it says here uh, it's going up on Facebook and YouTube if it's going up on Facebook I'm curious you know it's quite possible we might be able to uh, do like a group uh, uh, watch party that would be fun I think anything that's loaded up to Facebook is open to watch party uh, hey, status. So all right. Well, let's figure that out. That would be fun. Let's um, let's do let's, a cross-rip watch of it at some point. Yeah. Uh, watch our social medias. When you hear this, we got a few days before the Friday. Yeah. Uh, and we'd have to unfortunately watch it in West Coast uh, evening hours. Uh, but, you know. If it Man. looks like it'll work, let's do, we'll invite everybody to get their favorite drink together, and yeah, we'll just we'll, sit around we'll, and we'll watch it together. We'll That'd enjoy be it. That awesome. sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, so yeah, so uh, hat tip to Germany, hat tip to uh, Italy. We're all one big world. I feel very Earth Day e right now. That worked out really well. <laughs> um, but uh, let's let's get into your interview with Steve. I, I feel like we should uh, give him sure. some uh, give him some lead time. So uh, let's let's hop into it. Here we go. Alice, I'm going to ask you a couple of standard questions, okay? Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? What are you supposed to be, some kind of a cosmonaut? What has that got to do with it? Back up. I'm a scientist. All right, so I'm... Sitting here on the phone with Steve Hovicki from Printed in Blood, uh, who are the as the the I got the uh, the press release here says packaged the Ghostbusters art book, which I might get you to. I think we're going to talk a little bit about what what that kind of entails, but at a at a minimum, it's you guys put the book together and then found publishing partners in territories around the world. Is that basically what it means by packaging a book? So, so in in a in a very short version. Yes, uh, packaging. Don't do the short version. Let's let's get into the boring uh, uh, book publishing economics. Come on. <laughs> All right. So so we we are a group who puts together book projects, um, and you know with with the we, our first project, the thing, our book, uh, we we self published. It was really more about uh, putting it together as a proof of concept. So that's one of the one of the main reasons that we self financed, self published, did everything ourselves on it. Uh, you know, and then what we started doing after that was started going out to, um, publishers that already held licenses for properties that we were interested in working on because licensing, while not just being very complicated, uh, can get very expensive, especially when it comes to wanting to buy into say, you know, having the rights to sell a product all around the world, not just North America. So, so for us starting off, it was an easy, it was an easy choice for us to go to someone like Insight and say, Hey, here's what we do. Do you have any properties you already have licenses for that would allow you to make a book like this? And, you know, that you think might be a good fit for us and that we might be able to work together on. Um, so that that way we would then apply that model to whatever the property is that they have and have the rights to. Uh, and that's kind of how that works right. uh, in this particular, especially in this particular case. 
so that makes uh, that makes sense then because of course North America is being published by Insight, who've previously done like the ultimate visual guide to Ghostbusters. And then in the UK it's Titan, which I know has published a bunch of I think they may have actually done the visual guide printing over there, but I know they've printed other Ghostbusters books in the past as well. So um are those the two territories people have to go to? Like, you know, if if they if they live somewhere in Europe or South America or whatever, they kind of have to hit the nearest Amazon website to pick that up and have it imported in, or are there other publishers worldwide? Uh, I will, uh, I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, okay. All that is handled. So in, in our, in our position with this is, uh, we put the book together, we deliver the finished product to insight. They then do all the legwork as far as getting all the, what we give them that goes to Sony or Ghost Corp, whoever, uh, for approvals process and, and the back and forth, and that comes back to us for changes, whatever needs to take place. Once the final product is done, the actual printing and distribution is all handled by Insight, and I'm not necessarily privy to those inner workings by them. Right. At, at that point, our, our job is kind of finished. Uh, we obviously help out on from marketing end, you know, retweeting Facebook, all that kind of stuff, because obviously selling more copies of the book is in everyone's best interest. So... So if I'm 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 just gonna guess on your uh, then that basically, if Insight has some sort of distributor sending a certain amount of books into say Japan or something like that, people can probably find it that way. But in general, just Amazon.co.uk and Amazon.com are probably or the websites actually. I think Insight and Titan both on their websites offer them up for sales too. So uh, mostly yeah, I, 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 I go ahead. I was going to say, I know that Insight has uh, has an overseas deal with uh, with Titan on certain products, like you said, that visual guide. So a lot of times when they have a book that they want to put out to the world, right. uh, they'll just go to Ins or to Titan because uh, Titan has that machine kind of built. You know, it's really all about going to who has the best machine already built to do a product. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. And you just kind of go, hey, listen, you know, rather than us trying, you know, it's 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 the exact same position that we were in. You know, we don't have worldwide distribution networks set up. We don't have you know, warehousing and, and the ability to go to, to you know, and, and just kind of work stuff around that way. And, you know, that kind of that marketing infrastructure. Right. So it's easier for us to go to someone who has that already and say, hey, we'll give you, a, you know, a product based on this and that. You know, now we are starting to actually, beyond Ghostbusters, we're actually now starting uh, to go after and get licenses ourselves and create... Um, you know, kind of our own, at which point we'll, we'll approach it a little differently. Right. Of course. The only reason I didn't want to dig too deep into it necessarily, or, or I just, I know the number one thing every time I've posted it on social media about the book is people ask, where can I get it? And it's very easy to direct yeah. <laughs> people, people in England and people in North America is very easy to point them out. And then, but the thing about Ghostbusters, you know, it's a global thing. Um, I, I don't honestly know what to tell people other than, you know, you, you may just have to hit the nearest Amazon online and, you know, pay a little extra shipping or whatever. But, um, let's, uh, let's get into then now that I know. So you basically, it's, it feels like I'm asking a chicken or an egg question here. Was it kind okay. of a Ghostbusters in mind? And then you were reaching out to like insight in them or when you were talking to insight in them and said, what do you have? And they said, well, we do Ghostbusters, et cetera, et cetera. And you went, oh, Ghostbusters would be cool. And then I, this is why I'm having trouble asking this question. Which came first? Uh, and I don't know that right. the answer is, is, is it matters other than just for the sake of what really happened. Because really what I want to get yeah. into is then how you went about uh, putting the book together. 
So uh, we were actually working with Insight on another project, uh, on another art book project, and uh, we were having a phone call. Which one was uh, that? About some, uh, it was one that actually uh, didn't come to fruition. Uh, okay, so, never mind. Mom's the word. Un- unfortunate. Unfortunately, um, uh, we're still working on a way to try and get because we ended up we ended up kind of going pretty deeply into it before it kind of got the plug kind of got pulled. So mm, okay. we actually have we actually have all of the artwork available for this particular project, but we we're just we're not one hundred percent sure on how we put it out without. Right. Going through the, the license. You guys ran the marathon, but you ran out of gas at that last corner, staring at the finish line. Yeah, more like we ran the wrong direction. Oh, no. You know? okay. And, and, and yeah, we, took, we took a left turn right at the end, and now we're like, uh, shit, where's the finish line? Um, <laughs> but during that, you guys were chatting, you were during, in, in contact that, with the, the Insight. Conver- yeah. the, ever say, the conversation came up from them. They said, hey, we're having a conversation about doing some projects with Sony for Ghostbusters. Is that something you'd be interested in? We're like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, you know, we're like, they've got a, a virulent, a virulent uh, uh, fan base, and, you know, <laughs> and, and it's all it's huge, it's worldwide. Yeah. So you know that that kind of property and being kind of in our wheelhouse anyway uh, made it was an obvious yes for us, and then it was just a matter of um, you know insight working out the details on their end, and then you know we kind of got the go signal to so like, all right, let's go. Right. Gotcha. Okay, so then at that point, you're like, we're going to put together a Ghostbusters art book. Now, this is what I consider to be, I'm not exactly sure how you manage this, because I have been staring at all things Ghostbusters (laughs) online for a very long time, and from where I'm sitting, the world is just awash in really amazing, uh, you know, everything from amateur to professional artists. Techni- essentially fan art at, at various different levels. And yeah. you you guys, the thing says almost 200 artists, 208 pages. So it's basically, yeah, almost almost 200 pieces of art. And I'm like, how, how, how did that work? Like, how did you figure out, uh, how did you figure out just 200? And more to the point, what was, you know, how much was left kind of lying around? Uh, like, is there any chance we'll see a second book, I guess? All right. So, so how this works is we have a database of artists that we go out to. I see. Okay. Project. Okay. So we have, we have a database of well over a thousand artists that we go out to. And, uh, that, that list grows every time we do a new project. Of course. So, you know, we've constantly got, you know, we've got guys we've worked with since the thing book, um, who have put a piece and had a piece in every one of our projects. You know, they're, you know, they are, they've been with us from the beginning and they'll continue to be with us for as long as they want to. Right. Um, but basically we put out a call and we say, Hey, we're doing a, you know, and now, now we can say we're our next project is, uh, when we did the thing book, it was a little, it was a little different. We, uh, we, we sat around and we, we had to kind of, put that database together from scratch and it took us, it took us a few months right. uh, to put together just, a, and we were just essentially cold emailing hundreds of artists uh, to get to sort of build that database. But um, now we've got, like I said, we've got a, uh, a, a pretty solid list at uh, that grows considerably. And, um, and basically we put the call out and we say, Hey, listen, we're going to do an art book. Uh, here's the deadline. Uh, if you're interested, get back to us. And that's, and that's roughly how it works. 
and then, you know, and then we always get, um, you know, we, we're dealing with a lot of artists or who are all working. This is what they do for a living. Uh, so their schedules get busy and, you know, you know, in, in April they say, Hey, I would love to do a piece. Count me in. Meanwhile, in June, when the artwork is due, you know, suddenly they have three big jobs that are wrapping up that are all kind of behind the eight ball on. And he's just, you know, just, I can't get to it. It happens all the time. We always have, we have, we have what a, what I, what I call a, um, now that we've done three or four of these projects, we have sort of a, a percentage, a comeback percentage where I can say, all right, we go out to X amount of artists, you know, and let's say we get, let's say we get 500 people come back and say, I want to do a piece. I know we'll get artwork back from, I have a percentage or a rough percentage on how many I know I'll get artwork back. So there's where we start kind of building how big a project is actually going to be. And, right. and it really, really counts on, it really depends on, you know, what, what the project is too. You know, I mean, we've, uh, you know, we've, we've been lucky enough to work on, um, four pretty solid, uh, properties, uh, for our first four books. And, uh, I mean, and the one that didn't get made is another super solid property, which, which would be a probably, I don't know if you've seen the thing art book, but it'd probably be close to that size. It'd be oh, bigger wow. Than Thicker than the Ghostbusters, but, you know, you're probably talking 300, 350 pages. Right. So the thing, Ghostbusters, what are the other two? Uh, we published, uh, Random, Random House published our Stranger Things uh, art book last fall. Oh, right. And, okay. Yeah, the Visions from the Upside Down. Yep. And then uh, in the, what was supposed to be out in San Diego and will now be out in September, uh, we are doing a... Firefly book for Titan. Ah, okay, nice. That's uh, that's some solid and slightly uh, I don't want to say outlier, but that's outside edge kind of. That's uh, no uh, refined, refined taste kind of fandom stuff there. Yes, yes, and it's you know, and we've got we've got projects brewing with uh, with some other film studios that we're we're kind of we're kind of sifting through their back catalog and we're looking for titles that we can group together and put together out like a group book. So like, you know, a bunch of films that may not be able to sustain uh, a two or 300 piece collection, right? but they might get 20 or 30 pieces back from guys who really love that particular old horror movie or whatever. Right. Um, you know, with the option that, you know, and the thing is, is we can go in, let's say if we go out to, to the group with, uh, with, uh, you know, a handful of titles and, and maybe we end up getting back a lot more art than we thought for one particular title, you know, the the theory kind of exists that we can kind of pull all that artwork out of that one project and actually make it into two and put out a separate volume just on that one. You know, if it turns out that there's enough pieces to kind of warrant a volume, a standalone volume. Right. When, uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, but beyond that, we are we are constantly in talks with uh, with different studios and stuff all the time for licensing stuff. Right, with the the Ghostbusters project, um, yeah, and you were reaching out to artists. <laughs> it's funny because I'm now trying to f- imagine in my head the kind of juggling act because you already explained it was slightly a bit of a juggling act because you have a database of a thousand that you reach out to. Uh, and then you get people back saying they're interested, not interested, whatever. And then, of course, 
there's a lot of ongoing upkeep and juggling because, as you say, people might have to drop out, etc. So that's already a bit of a, a, a strategic juggling. Did you do any sort of please give us some idea of what you're going to do so we don't end up with the Dana Barrett art book sort of thing or, uh, you know, <laughs> too many of um. By the way, there was a for people who haven't seen the book yet. The 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 the, the people's uh, take on Dana Barrett. <laughs> there's 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 a lot of childhood uh, crushes there, uh, kind of laid out for everybody to see. It's really great. Well, she was a worthy crush, believe. Of course, um, right. So, uh, uh, so as a, as a rule, uh, we do very little internal art direction for the artist themselves. Uh, we have a few guys that we work with uh, who are longtime professional artists who thrive better with that sort of feedback-based interaction, right. who we do work a little more closely with. But for the most part, we let artists do whatever they want to do because we, as a rule, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we go out to a thousand people. Uh, let's say we get, let's say we get 400 responses of people saying they want to put artwork in. Right. Um, you know, because everyone, not everyone is a fan of everything. That's just, that, you know, that's just, just that's what it is. That's all that's, that's like. Um, so we generally feel that if someone is a big fan of something, the piece that they're going to produce is going to be a, generally of much higher quality because it's something they love and they want to do. Um, it's different when you go out to someone and say, you know, Hey, I need a piece of artwork for this. You know, the job pays X, whatever it is. But it's something that this person doesn't doesn't look at, doesn't watch, doesn't care about. Um, but they're going to do it because it's a job. You know, right. um, and 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 artwork as much as as much as artwork is a a very strong job for a lot of people. Um, it's not. You don't always get to draw what you want to draw. Um, which is one of the things that fuels the sort of all poster universe that, um, you know, we were really born out of. Um, and I feel that from our end, the, the, the amount of art direction that we do really, really for the most part comes down to when somebody turns in a piece, like I'd say probably 20 or 30 of the pieces that are in the book that made it in the book. Um, when we got them originally, had some sort of logo treatment or, you know, had just, you know, had put the Ghostbusters logo over it or the name Ghostbusters on there, whatever. Um, and we'll go back to them and say, Hey, can you just take the text off? Because we think the piece is stronger without it. Right. Uh, so in most cases, that's kind of the direct, that's, that's about the, the limits of the art direction we go. Right. Um, the other thing we, we, we sometimes run into is people will, will decide that they, want to try and sneak a joke into a piece uh, and might stick something in that's not covered by the actual license itself. Right. Um, like, for example, uh, we did um, we did the Stranger Things book. Uh, this, is, now this is very interesting. So when we did the Stranger Things book, you know, the second season of Stranger Things, the kids go out trick-or-treating as the Ghostbusters. As Ghostbusters, right. Right. Well, so Sony gave Netflix the rights for them to have the kids wear the uniforms or the Ghostbusters outfits 
for that use only, meaning for the show. They right. didn't have to pay anything. They could just wear them. They could do it. They could show the logo. It didn't matter. What It doesn't matter. Now, when it comes to us, we couldn't, none of the artists who presented artwork, they could draw kids in overalls, but none of the overalls could have logos. They couldn't have name tags. They could not say Ghostbusters anywhere on them. Right. Because they don't have the rights to reproduce artwork with that look. But can they draw kids in an over in overalls? Sure, why not? So, and really, that's all you need yeah. for the most part, right. you know, to get the point across. Um, so, yeah, there are things, and then obviously, egos. Obviously, you know, there's a very strong tie to egos in the show because of Eleven, and we had uh, a couple of the artists did sort of ego oriented pieces. Uh, and now, and I was showing the picture of a waffle. That's something you can get by pretty cleanly without having to worry about Ego come back and say, that's an Ego. <laughs> uh, but when you show an actual picture of the Ego packaging in a piece of artwork, Entirely different. then things, things get a little different, right? So we had a couple of pieces that had to be, um, you know, and again, the relationship between Netflix and whatever the food company is that makes Eggos uh, is solid enough. And obviously what they've done, I'm sure, for the sale of Eggos, Ego's not going to be too too stern on, you know, reinforcing, hey, don't use our logo. Right. Now, but yeah, there are always situations that's where when it comes, sorry, just to finish up, there's, yeah, yeah. there's situations, minor situations that we do a little bit, build bit of art direction on that. Uh, and a funny, just a funny side story with that. When we were doing the Thing Art book, one of the artists we approached, you know, I was, over the com- I was at, at a comic convention and I walked up and I said, hey, you know, and this is a guy I've known for years. And I said, hey, do you want to do a piece for our book? And he said, yeah, I love the idea. I love the thing. And he was kind of looking through the list of artists who we already had. And uh, and one of the other artists sitting next to him looked over and he's like, hey, can I do a piece? And I'm like, absolutely. And so the guy goes, so let me ask you a question. He goes, are you, you know, he goes, is there anything particular that you want? And I'm like, no. I go, we want you guys to decide what you're going to draw. And he goes, well, how do you know you're not just going to get a hundred pictures of the dog? And I said, well, I fully expect to get a hundred pictures of the dog. I go, I just don't expect them to all look the same. That's really kind of what it comes down to, you know? And I think, I think artists are smart enough also. Uh, You know, it's funny. A lot of the guys I've talked to over the years have gone back to, uh, gone back to that. And it's like, a lot of these guys are kind of working enough and they see art every day and they have a lot of friends who do this kind of stuff. So it's like, it's not like necessarily a contest per se, but they're always trying to like, you know, kind of one up each other as well. So it's always a kind of a quest to do something that hasn't been seen before. Right. And they're, they're very acutely aware of kind of what's been done and what's out there. Uh, you know, and some are smart enough to, to, to jump online and, and go do a, an image search for, you know, all artwork for the thing or Ghostbusters or whatever and say, okay, so I had a couple different ideas. It's, this one looks pretty close. That one looks pretty close. I don't see anything that looks like this. I'm going with this one. Right. Now, um, kind of continuing on that, like getting feedback from Sony that no, no can do on X, X, Y, and Z. How do, sure. how do, um, how do like likeness approvals uh, apply in something like a book? Like, there's some real great uh, actor uh, 
you know, portraits and all that, like of, of Venkman and all that, that is that the kind of stuff that actually like has to be run through Sony and they have to give the, the thumbs up, thumbs down on, on the, the real, the more photorealistic stuff or. A hundred percent. In that particular case, Ghost Corp did all the approvals on that kind of stuff. So they have those relationships already in place with, uh, with, with Bill and Dan Aykroyd and, uh, and with the Harold Ramis estate and with Ernie Hudson, uh, Janine and all the whole, the whole cast, they have those relationships or they have those sign offs as well. Right. Uh, in some case, in some cases, you know, and, and that's the funny thing, like this is always the biggest thing, the biggest conversation really about any project you're going to do. Once you get past the initial, the initial kind of threshold of, are we going to do a project? Yes. Great. Uh, do you have likeness rights or do we have to go to all the actors or actor estates for each yeah. one of these kinds of things? And I'll tell you right now, it's completely different with every single project. Uh, you know, back in the old days, even up until like the 80, mid 80s, nobody held any likeness rights. No actors ever, ever signed a thing saying we have sign off on toys and prints and posters. There's none of that shit existed. You know, they were just, you know, they were just making a movie. So, you know, all that would default back to the studio and the studio had rights to sign off on whatever they wanted. Uh, on, on, on a situation like now on the Netflix project, which is, which was obviously very current, very up to date. So everybody's got their kind of their deal. Netflix was very smart and they retained all likeness rights and, and approvals internally, uh, for all the main cast, except for Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder was the only one of the main cast who had her own likeness rights. So every piece that we did for that book that had her in it had to be put in front of her. Right. So in the case of the Ghostbusters, I can't honestly tell you because I don't know which of them have and which of them don't. I don't know how many guys they actually had to go out to. Uh, and, it, and, then, and, then, and then you have a situation like, well, we just did the Firefly art book. So for that book, Fox has sign-off on all likeness of an actor that's not photorealistic, and then they and then they have all the sign-off on all the actors except for one or two that is photorealistic. Right. There are some of the guys like like Nathan Fillion. Yeah, he sees everything. It doesn't matter. Everything goes. Everything has to get by him. Right. But like most of the other cast, anything that's not photorealistic, Fox can just sign off on. Okay. And you know. So it's it's really different with every project, but unfortunately for the Ghostbusters book, since we didn't do the actual interfacing with with Ghost Corp and Sony, we don't. I don't know the answer to that exact question as far as no, of course. I was just more interested in like it's 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 already uh, you know kind of the process. Uh, it's a step all, uh, and a half already when it's like an action figure, but to then technically have a book that might be you know hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> of different instances that have to be reviewed and okayed. I was like, man, that's got to... Oh, right, right. That's got to take some work. Um, the, the other way then is, I, I, I have an assumption here, and I want you to, 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 to tell me whether I'm, I'm right or wrong here. I want you to tell me I'm right. I need the validation here, Steve. But, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it feels like maybe the... Uh, did did uh, Ghost Core kind of come back the other way and say... By the way, do you guys know X, Y, and Z? Like, there are, 
some this book is like basically an introduction to a lot of artists i hadn't heard before but of course there's ones i have heard of before and some i actually you know know and interact with online so uh dapper dan shoning there uh, who's doing the the idw comic has a piece in here and then uh john yerkeba who um yeah. It was just basically a, a, a big fan like the rest of us. And then in the last year, you know, got to do some art for Sony's Fan Fest and now is in the book. Like, And my assumption was is that uh, maybe that was kind of input from Sony or am I wrong? So there were four artists, and I'm sure you can guess the four uh, because you've already named two of them. Okay. <laughs> uh, there were actually four artists who, who they actually directed to us. You know, when we put the artwork back to them and said, hey, we've got four artists that we want uh, artwork included in the book that are internal ghost, ghost core, Ghostbusters artists who work on different projects. Uh, they'd like to do a piece for the book. And we were like, that's fine. Just have them contact us and, you know, send them right. over. I have, I have, pieces. sorry, I have, I have, a th- I think, I think I have a third of the four written down because I wanted to talk about her separately. Am I right? Uh, is it McKenna Grace? Is it? Is it? Well, McKenna was given to us obviously through Ghost Corps, but she's not one of the. She's artists. not one of the four. Okay, so uh, she's Dan, not one of the four. Dan and John and uh, uh, okay, I don't know if I'm awake enough to do the the guessing game. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna leave it to you to tell me who I missed. So that was Tim Laddie, of course, right? That makes sense. And then and I'll have to I'll have to refer myself to the the artist list here for the last one because there's always going to be one you forget, right? Um, it was John Yurkata, Tim Laddie, Dan Shoning. There was one more. I've put you on the spot. I apologize. I know, I know, right? I wasn't, I was, I wasn't prepared. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to go through this while we, while we talk. About <laughs> Actually, you know what, Steve? Don't say anything. This smells like a, a contest opportunity. So let's <laughs> let's leave the fourth one out, and on social media, okay. I'll, we'll, right. we'll let me, people guess, and you can you can uh, let me know after we're off the air here, and I'll use it as an excuse to send people some stuff, and uh, uh, yeah, let's do that. That way, you're and, off the hook, so, I'm off the hook, and we have something to interact with the the listeners with. <laughs> all right. So you know what's funny here is there's actually a bit of a red herring here too. Oh. Well, that's good. That makes the contest and, even more and interesting. I, and I don't know if you want me to tell you and then edit it out, or if you want me to just tell you and then you can uh, decide whether or not to leave it in or to withhold a piece of information. Oh, um, I am a cruel and capricious person. So let's just let's uh, you tell me, and I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, we also have four pieces in here, which I'm sure you recognize by Dan Brereton. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we have known Dan since long before the thing book. Dan is a friend of ours. We go way back. So whenever Dan gets an opportunity to do a piece for us, he does. Right. So that would kind of preclude to be the fourth person, although very obvious. It is not the fourth person. It is not the fourth person, right? No, uh, because we reached out. To, uh, we actually reached out to Dan, not realizing that those four pieces even existed. Oh. So when he came back, he said, "Well, I did these a few years ago for some comic covers, but other than some prints through my site, they've never actually been been put anywhere with no trade dress on them." And I said, "All right, we'll take them." Uh, I absolutely love those pieces. I love them so much. Yeah. The originals are sitting on the wall behind me. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, uh, they're 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 absolutely gorgeous. It's it's one of the few times in my life that instead of looking for you know off the off the Toys R Us wall merch kind of stuff, I actually went out of my way to go. Do those exist? And can I have them, please? Um, they are amazing, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Um, I may even leave that in because I do like bragging about owning those. <laughs> so, so you and okay. I will figure, you'll tell me who the fourth one is later. And 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 like I said, people, if uh, when you listen to this, can hit our uh, our Twitters and our our Facebooks and and take a guess. And perfect. Um, perfect. All right, I just found, I just found the last one, so we're good. Okay, excellent. So then, uh, outside of the four, uh, McKenna Grace. Um, that's Sony. Sony. Sony came to us. Yeah. Uh, through through Insight and said, hey. Uh, you know, the movie is good. The new movie is going to be out originally, uh, a, a couple months after the book is out. Right. Um, McKenna Grace does, uh, paints and wants to do a piece for the book. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, are you, are you, are you, I'm like, are you asking me or telling me? You don't really need to do either. I'm like, this is, this is an easy up for us. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, so we were, we, and she, and this, here's another funny bit. She actually sent us a piece. And then about three weeks later, we got an email from them saying, don't use that piece. She's doing another one. Oh. So the, piece, the piece that's in the book isn't the original piece she sent us. Oh, was it more related to the movie she worked on then and they wanted no. it? No? No. It was, oh. that was still, it was still original based, but um, for whatever reason, she just decided that she wanted to do uh, the piece. And, and, and for the book, for the piece that that was in, and we asked her. We said, "We'll put both in if you want." I go, huh. "We don't. We don't have an issue." At that point, we were early in the design process, so we had absolutely no problem fitting both in. Uh, and they came back and said, "No, she's she doesn't." She said, "Throw the old one out. Put this one in." Yeah, well, that's that's, there you go. <laughs> that's very that's such an artist of her. <laughs> I know, right? And I said, uh, "Well, I mean, unfortunately." That's not a piece that I can just sort of sneak out through Twitter, right? You know, because I because you know that was I was I was instructed by them not to use it. That's not one I can just be like, oh yeah, Sony passed on this piece, but doesn't it look awesome? You know, it'll just I, that's it'll when be... I have to unfortunately, if she ever decides to post it, good on there. Her. You go. But other than that, other than that, it'll go into the archive and never to be seen again. It'll it'll be one of those uh, holy grails for the the coming yeah. decade. <laughs> Um, I wanted to, I mean, all right, we've been talking for half an hour now. So now if you have the book in front of you, let's go to page one and we'll go page by page. No. Um, oh, all right. No. <laughs> I, <got time. laughs> I, um, I, I, speaking of putting stuff up online, you guys, uh, gave the artists the okay to share their stuff or at least little pieces of it. Uh, which was great fun leading up to this to like kind of watch on Twitter for them and get excited about the book. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. There's some vertical pieces. I kind of made this crack when the book came out and like when it arrived and I uh, had a look at it. Is there's like short of me taking a picture of it? Is there any way you guys are going to release some of them just just so we can turn them into our phone backgrounds because they are like I'm looking at uh, James Hobson's with the Stay Puff marshmallows being dumped into the ghost trap, I'm like, that is yeah. begging to be a phone background. Uh, McConkie's right. cover is another example of a really beautiful vertical uh, piece that would just look amazing, yeah. like on somebody's phone. Uh, 
the short answer to that is no. I don't, I, you don't have the right to, to, to do that kind of thing. I mean, boo. honestly, if, if you, if you, I know, I know. I mean, if you wanted to, you could reach out to the artists who have those pieces and be like, hey, can I get a, an X by X resolution <laughs> copy of this to use as a phone background from you? Uh, and that would be completely up to them whether or not they do that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I, we, we can't do stuff like that. No. Um, well, I had to we ask. Don't, we do it occasionally for our own phones, but, um, we don't, uh, we are, we don't, because of, because of the, you know, the, the rights and stuff like that, we can't be seen, um, I you know, doing stuff like that and, and releasing stuff like that. I had to ask because I am such a lazy person. I literally could just take a picture of it with my <laughs> phone right now and use it. But here I am asking yeah. you to send me. Um, now, the other thing or is... If is you, or if you have... A, if you, if, listen, if you have a decent scanner... That's true, too. Yeah. Same thing. Just take the page and scan it. Clean in your scanner. Clean it up a little bit in Photoshop. Nobody can Nobody can stop me. <laughs> That's right. Now, Now, technically, the whole book counts as you guys I mean they got chosen they got selected so you guys love them all so I'm, I'm not trying to ask you who your favorite child is rather subjectively is there one piece in there that for you personally kind of resonates the most Ooh, you know I, I know the answer to that you know and I always forget that this, this question often comes up in, in talking to uh, the guys about about the book about you know do you have a favorite piece and because they're all fantastic yeah, pieces I, obviously I don't want to Oh, like yes. A- no, no, no. I understand. I understand. But there are always certain pieces that are going to stand out. Where you, you know, there are ones where you open your inbox and you're just like, you just kind of have to sit back and look at it a minute because yeah, you really are just like taken aback by how gorgeous it is. Yeah, and, and what this artist turned out. Like I, um, I really, I really the Steve Thomas's uh, that New York City the bridge shot. Yeah, that yeah. one is like I. That's a beauty. Uh, it's like I, I need to start. Bugging Sony, please make a poster. Please make talk to these guys. Please make a poster. <laughs> and you know, when it's things like sometimes we get uh, we get pieces in. Well, like Dan Sheeran's uh, right off the bat, like literally the first piece when you when we start getting into the artwork. That was one of the ones that uh, when I opened up when I opened up the the, the email and, and looked at the shot, I was just like, holy cow! Right. I mean, that, that that's another one that's begging to be a print. Yeah, um, that one needs to be on 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 a wall somewhere. That one is fantastic. You know, and I have I have I have artists who you know you go if you're in like the Ecto One section. Yeah. Uh, and you see uh, Alejandro Blasi did that piece of like the space Ecto the Ecto eight hundred two. Yes. <laughs> like the future the future uh, the future Ecto, and you know. It, Alejandro Blasi is an Italian painter who paints heavy metal album covers for Italian heavy metal bands. You know, and this is a guy, and he does he does such beautiful work. And if you go to his website, you you would never put the two together that like he's doing pieces for like American pop culture properties as well. Because it's like you look at the stuff he's doing there; it's just mind blowing how good it is. Um, and you, and he comes back and he, and he gives these beautiful, beautiful paintings for us. Um, I'm just kind of quick flipping through the book as I start to see if there's something else that, uh, I remember when it, when it comes through and stuff that happened when I, you know, when I got the pieces, Aaron hunting always does these beautiful, very kind of cute versions. Um, I love seeing her stuff come in. It's a real wide range of styles, right? Like from the cartoony yeah. cutesy all the way up to some real trippy stuff. 
that's one of the things we love about doing this is we've got, you know, we've got artists who work in a variety of ranges just unto themselves. So we'll get, we'll get, well, if you go back and look at a guy's work from across three or four different projects, they might be in, in, in three different styles, you know, yeah. I mean, just pieces where you're, where you're just like, you know, holy cow, you wouldn't even begin to think that, you know, that guy could do, you know, the, you know, at that kind of range. Um, uh, Marquis Shadows, uh, watercolor piece is always, I'm, I'm always happy to see him when he does, when they do pieces for us. Uh, because I know we're going to get something, A, super cute, uh, but is just really on point. Um, uh, they've done pieces for, for all of our projects and, uh, not the thing book, but everything since then. And, uh, I've always just absolutely nailed it. Um, here, Tony Hodgkinson is another guy who uh, who's another uh, physical uh, painter, a true painter. Uh, paints all his pieces by hand. Uh, another guy who just nails it every time. Uh, and it's funny too because so many of the guys that that you know that we work with on this stuff aren't they aren't artists for a living. They have regular full time jobs. And they do this stuff because it's just their outlet. They love doing this kind of stuff. Right. You know, and I don't even necessarily know that, you know, in, in, in every one of the cases, if uh, Martin Schleerkamp is another guy, he, now he's a professional artist, but he's another guy whose work when it comes to is always gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Funnily enough, I left the book open right on the his uh, Dana piece, which is. Ah, uh, yeah. Really and, good. uh, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it, 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 I get close to a deadline <laughs> on a book. It, it, it's always so much fun because I'll wake up and there's, you know, I see eight, 12 new emails with, you know, Hey, here's my art for the book. Right. You know, let me know. It's a treat and for you every just, morning. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yes, new stuff to look at. Um, and, it, and it's funny too, because it's like, you know, across the, across the range of stuff, you get guys who it's based on their schedule and how busy they are. Some guys turn stuff in. Like I had a guy turn in a piece four days after we announced the project. He was just going to be like, I'm going to be really busy in a few months. And I just, I don't want to get caught up and forget about it. So here's my piece. I did it last night. Um, it's in the book. It's gorgeous. It's, it's one of the stronger, one of the, one of the strongest pieces in there. It's just, just, but he did is one where, uh, in stay puffed, um, where he did it almost like as a, as a rock poster. Right. A big poster where it's like also appearing Zool, Gozer, Slimer. Yes. And all that. Uh, and then we've got a guy like Jared Flores, uh, a couple pages past that, who, who nearly always does a sculpt of something and then just sends us photos of the sculpt where he did the little stay puff. The little stay puff. Yeah. I was like, I was going to ask about that one. Like just in, in a, in a, in a, an entire book of, of, of prints, there was this one little tiny little sculpture stay puff. I was like, <laughs> it well, just, and that's the thing. We, so we cute. Do, you know, I, I, I claim across, you know, all of our books, we have, uh, we have an artist who works with us regularly who does a hand, hand-etched, hand-fired, stained-glass panel uh, for all of our projects. And that's uh, uh, Curious. I think she's listed in this one as Curious Art Glass. Her name is Micah Mowbray. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> lives in the Chicago area, and and she we met 
because she's mutual friends with another artist that that we've worked with in the past, and we've just we've developed a really great relationship with her, and 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 she loves doing because this stuff is totally kind of outside what she does day to day, so she loves doing stuff like this. So I think her piece is back. Her the piece is the uh, the picture of uh, of Egon where he's got the black T-shirt on with their names. And mm-hmm. it's, him standing there and it's got kind of an orangey background but that is a hand etched stained glass panel that was all hand leaded and hand put together by her oh wow so yeah I mean and I've got I've got friends working on on pieces for future projects who are sculptors um, you know mask makers uh, you know we, we haven't had that many when it comes to sculpting uh, but you know I've, I've always maintained that we are open to kind of whatever uh, as far as that goes, like we don't put in put any kind of limitation on whatever whatever your art medium is, uh, you know, we'll take it as long as it can be photographed, you know. And sometimes, you know, it is photography. We have we have some work coming up in the um, in the Firefly book that is actually just professional photography uh, of some of some really cool shots that are uh, that fit in completely with what we were doing. And uh, I think people will be again blown, kind of blown away by it. Right. Well, um, I've taken up so much of your day here. I'm going to let you get back to it. But uh, correct me if I got it right here. Its book is out May fifth. No, that was the original due date. Okay. The the, the, uh, it's out May nineteenth. May nineteenth. Okay. So. Um, that is- when this interview drops, which will be, uh, as of us recording, will be next week, uh, I guess you'll have a couple weeks then to, for people to pre-order. Uh, thirty nine ninety nine. Um, that's in the U.S. I don't have the U.K. in front of me, but equivalent. Actually, I think Amazon's got it at thirty five. I mean, thirty nine ninety nine is the cover price, but I think Amazon's price is thirty five. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that makes sense too. They actually do often have a, a thing down. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic book. Uh, I can only hope that it does really, really well that you guys have to start, uh, examining your business model to see if you ever, uh, dip into the same well again. Cause I think everything you've mentioned from the thing to Ghostbusters, man, there's gotta be a lot more art out there. We'd love to see more. Well, you know, and that's funny too. When we, when we first decided to kind of go down this road and, and we did the thing project, it's like, I spent weeks online just grabbing, you know, doing Google searches and different terminology and, and grabbing as much of the thing fan art that had already been done, you know, just so I could really get a feel for kind of what was out there. And, and I tell you, if I could have gotten the ability to get access to those artists and those from the pieces that have already been done, Mm. I could put out a book just of those, Right. you know, there's, there's enough pieces that have been done already on most subjects that you could do, you could easily put out a book on a lot of that stuff already, especially like the, the big higher profile, uh, higher profile stuff. Mm. Um, you know, listen, someday we'll be able to, uh, you know, we'll have a con, we'll have a conversation with Disney and, you know, hopefully that door will get open. But, um, you know, until that day comes and we have to, we have to really, we really have to decide what, what title we want to do out of the MCU or out of the, uh, yeah, out of the uh, Star Wars universe, uh, you know, we'll we'll get to that point sooner or later, someday. All right, so the book's out May nineteenth. People got time to pre-order, yeah. uh, so it comes to their door, uh, which is ideal right now. Uh, it says here, so Ghostbusters art book, one hundred and seventy illustrators around the world, 
new unseen art, uh, not counting uh, the aforementioned Mister uh, Dan Brereton, and his, but frankly, his haven't been seen without trade dress all over it. So that's a bonus. Right. That that counts. Uh, for 208 pages. That's how we get by. That's our caveat. Exactly. So 208 pages, hardcover. It's, uh, for people who are wondering, uh, if you've ever seen the, uh, it's, it's bigger than the ultimate, uh, uh, visual guide that Insight put out. It's approximately the same size and thickness of any of the IDW's, uh, hardcovers of their Ghostbusters comics. So it, it fits beautifully on the bookshelf right next to those. I'll tell people that right now. So, um, yeah, it's like uh, nine and nine and change by uh, almost thirteen, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's it's actually even a little bigger, not in thickness, but it's a little bigger in height than uh, than our thing book. There you go. Our, we, 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 we thought our thing book was big. So. And it's got the uh, beautiful, bright uh, yellow uh, McConkie cover on it. It, it really, yeah, it, it's a real good, adi- uh, I think I'm, I think I honestly, I'm going to make it uh, part of the, uh, the fan uh, must have book checklist. Uh, Mr. Steve Hovicky, thank you for coming in and chatting about the book. I, I really, I mean, I know I'm heavily biased. <laughs> towards all things Ghostbusters, but this is a really beautiful book you guys have put together, and I'm really hoping people uh, 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 grab themselves a copy and check it out. So, Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you dig it. Uh, anytime anyone tells us that they like one of our books, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic, because I'm always happy to hear that people like what we're doing because that just tells me that we should keep going and you know keep making more keep going steve you knocked Don't it out of the park pick up your phone and call the professionals go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers i'm sorry we'll do it again we want to hear from you leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742 that's 4702-GBHQIC we also have a facebook page and twitter accounts Print is dead. no kidding just give me the address Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Well, that was awesome, Chris. Uh, uh, our thanks to Steve again. Uh, check them out. Printed in Blood is their website. Uh, and, of course, you can uh, pick up the uh, the Ghostbusters art book and find bookstores everywhere and, and online. Um, and, don't pick uh, it up at find art books don't or go bookstores, to bookstores everywhere. Yeah. Well, actually, some of the Barnes & Nobles here are doing curbside, uh, okay. which I think is a great. It's, it's very cool. You order online for store pickup. Uh, you drive up. You pop the trunk. They put the... <laughs> into your trunk and then you drive off you never interact with a human it's like my dream come true as an introvert <laughs> um, but uh it's amazing you ever get out for beer and pizza honestly. i at this point yes it is it's uh it's a wonder but um oh slice and pine i miss you anyway uh <laughs> what uh what do you got in terms of final thoughts for this this week's episode um well i gonna keep feeding people in the direction of the Alberta Ghostbusters um, they gotta f- go fund me to help uh, with the supplies on their their 
personal protection equipment that they've been helping make. Yeah. We talked about that in the previous weeks. Uh, they threw, they heard us uh, talking it up there, and they uh, swore they'd send some numbers. Um, so let's see here. They have, I don't know if it's all over Alberta or not. I should have asked. Let's just assume these are from all over. Well, they did say Calgary and Edmonton. Yeah, so largely Calgary and Edmonton. But uh, let's see, total number of ear savers requested. 6,286, and so wow. far they managed to 3D print and send off 3,194 of them. And uh, they also expanded out into making uh, scrub caps. I've, I've seen some pictures, like, uh, they're using, like, kid fabrics uh, in some cases. Oh, that's What's cool. she got? She's got, that's Moana, uh, Toy Story... Yeah, the couple they sent. So using you know the kind of fabrics and that you can get like in kids' bed sheets and uh, they're but, but they're basically they're the uh, the those you know the caps that uh, docs and nurses wear that yeah. tie at the back. So they're making up uh, those. Those are I I didn't realize it. I mean we hear so much about like masks and you know ear savers for the masks and all that, but they seem to be doing a lot of ear savers scrub caps. 1,034, and so far they and their group, because they're working with like the 501 Legion, the local 501 Legions, um, and the uh, Afterlife prop teams, they've sewed up uh, 223 of those so far. Wow. Uh, So they said, of 356 orders, we've delivered 216 of them. And he says, and we're doing another 33 tomorrow. Um, Yeah, it just keeps growing and growing. The best part was, uh, I don't even want I don't even want to name check him because he's got a better 3D printer at home than I do. But the, uh, uh, a little guy named Dominic, he's nine. He's he, they sent a picture of him. He's wearing a uh, 3D printing nerd 3D printer nerd. Which one is it? 3D printing nerd. A best T-shirt ever. I need one of those. And B a picture of him with his printer. And I'm like, Ugh, that's it. You're out, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> Jealousy. Yeah. Jealousy and envy. He's um, uh, he's been he started jumping in making uh, ear savers and all that with them too, um, which is uh, really kind of funny because it it's one thing to just think a bunch of you know because ner- they they're really cool. Like the ear savers have like COVID busters and who are you gonna call? I'm like, it's already cool enough and it's all very nerdy. But then like Dominic's in there like a dirty shirt uh, pumping them out. Uh, looks like he's printing out the. The headband holders for for face masks, like oh, not cool. uh, not the cloth ones, but the shields, the plastic shields. So that's pretty cool. So nice work, Dominic. Yeah, good job, man. That's awesome. I wish I had your printer, Dominic. And then um, <laughs> did I say that out loud? And then they uh, they also were uh, kind of showing off. They got themselves a uh, laser cutter, so they were putting in sheets of EVA foam and laser cutting ear savers as well. So they. It sounds like they have they all the fun st- tools. That's they uh, started this, but what two weeks ago? So those numbers become really more impressive when you realize it's just like a dozen or a couple of dozen yeah, people. Yeah, just a couple of people that are a handful of people that are working on this and uh, the difference. They pumped that out making. so many already, yeah. and they and I know for a fact like this is just them there. Vancouver has local groups that have been working on it. I would imagine then if I went to any major city. Uh, or state level, uh, or province level, or who knows, right? All around the world, there's probably groups doing the same thing, right? Like the orders just, they're needed. Like the stuff's needed. So um, it's very cyberpunky to think instead of calling a calling up a factory somewhere and saying, I need, you know, 10,000 of these. 
it's like we need ten thousand, but if we could just find a thousand home printers, uh, yeah, away it goes and and crowdsource it all. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. SETI at home, but for three D printing. For three D printing. Yeah. Um, well, that's now, awesome. Let, let me just ask you though. Okay, can I ask you a really serious yeah, question? Yeah. What does a nine-year-old need with that printer? Like that's that's too much. I don't know. I mean, right? I think Surely? he should just let you borrow it next time you're out that way. Just have him, uh, much like the Barnes and Noble curbside, just have him put I, it into the trunk of your car. You can take yeah. it back to Vancouver. You'll bring it back. That's right. When he, I can have his hand-me-downs when he upgrades to the better <laughs> yeah. machine. I can oh, take God. it. That's true. Yeah, when he gets the the fancier one that uh, organically prints, uh, you know, yes. flesh or something. You're like, oh, come that's on. Right. You're All 10. right, well, here's what we'll do. If I ever make it to his neck of the woods, I'll bring my flash drive with something cool I want to print out on his printer. And if he ever makes it to our neck of the woods, he can bring a, uh, like a little thumb drive yeah, or whatever with go. something. He, and we'll print it up on our, our resin printer. He's got a, uh, he's got the, uh, the, the, what do you call it? The, uh, <laughs> the plastic, what's it called? Uh, the, that one. The extruding, there's a term for it and it's late and, and I've, I'm one halfway through my mango wheat beer. Um, <laughs> But it's the or it's, uh, the the toothpastey plastic. Never mind. Anyways, uh, two different types of printers. That uh, this is are why both he has cool. a nicer printer than you. I just want to point that out. I'm pretty yeah, sure possibly. he's listening to this right now. Going know. like, well, that's why you can't have my printer. That's, I know. Yeah. It's very very much the reason why. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, so that's it's super awesome that Dominic. Uh, he, there's a picture like he's printed out so many. Like I just I don't know. I was impressed with the adults, but it's like you're adults. Yeah, be adult. But Dominic is uh, showing them all up. So good job, Dominic. Nice, nice job. And and to everybody else who's who's out there sewing up masks and putting together uh, whatever you can as as PPE for people. That's that's awesome. Um, yep. But um, all right, well, uh, thanks, thanks everybody for tuning in, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so cool.